0: Welcome to episode number 11 of Stride and Saunter. I am one of your hosts, Kip Clark.
1: And my name is
0: Hector Moreira. And before we get to our topic, I just want to remind you all that our website, strideandsaunter.com, is up and running. You can listen to our episodes there. You can check out what we've been listening to, watching, reading, and you can also take some surveys, which would really help us out in determining what you guys are thinking about the content that we're creating and we'd really appreciate it. So our topic for this episode is Instagram and culture. And at least for me, the concept isn't only relevant to Instagram as a site, as an app, but the idea that we photograph nearly everything now. And I think it's pervasive and I think it can be to an extent problematic. It's always been something that I've thought about and found a bit intriguing, unique, and a bit peculiar in comparison to previous periods of history where people did not photograph nearly everything, but I felt like it was a good thing to talk about, and so that's why we're discussing it today.
1: Yeah, well, I'm curious, Kip, do you have an Instagram yourself?
0: I do not, actually.
1: You don't? Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I liked Instagram because I could take photographs and just send them out there and just, you know, have people look at the photographs or the things that I'm looking at quickly and be able to comment on them and and there was this one crazy time where I was in the Metropolitan Museum of Art and somebody was Instagramming photographs of the museum at the same time while I was there and I commented on one of her pictures and I said, Hey, let's let's meet and so we ended up meeting elsewhere, but I thought it was, it was interesting because here we had this live feed of things we were looking at. I knew exactly which room she was in because I had seen these rooms and the sculptures. She was taking photographs so often, so I was able to dash over to the same room almost instantaneously. It is fascinating to see there are different qualities of photographs that people put up on Instagram. Some people put up quite a bit of content on their Instagram accounts, including screenshots of their Twitter posts or photographs that are very low quality but are just showing foods that they eat or things that they're doing. It is quite obnoxious but I remember somebody telling me he phrased it as indexing memory. As you know placing your memories instead of keeping memories and keeping them in your mind of putting them elsewhere and remembering from your Instagram account instead of from your memory which I thought was an interesting concept. I thought that was an interesting way of putting it. For me, it was more of a fun little thing. I could take photographs of places that I was and I could also see the locations. There's a map attached to the Instagram application where you can actually see the photographs and where they've been taken, which is fascinating but also kind of creepy and it only seemed creepy to me much later in using Instagram when I realized, oh, you know, (laughs) I'm not the only one who has this information whoever owns Instagram and wherever these servers are located now know where exactly I took all these photographs because they're by virtue of being part of this application. They're also linked to this, program this company
0: Mm -hmm. and i would like to clarify by instagramming culture it felt like the most appropriate term but i don't mean photos simply relegated to instagram i mean any photos on the internet that, to me seem unnecessary or superfluous i'll admit that photography has its place in our society i think it's an excellent means of capturing images and emotions and situations. But to me, one of the most frustrating elements about this Instagramming culture that I'm referring to is how I think instead of indexing memory, I would argue it attacks memory. I know a lot of people who take photos of virtually anything that's peculiar or funny or unique. Someone's sweatshirt got caught on a weird zipper. Someone had, I don't know, any kind of food mishap or otherwise fell down. Anything that's visually abnormal, people capture on photo. And I sort of understand it because you have a desire to share these things, but at the same time, it promotes the idea that sharing a photograph is nearly the same thing as sharing an experience, and I have mm-hmm. I have problems with that. And I also personally feel really uncomfortable when I'm frequently photographed because I do all kinds of weird things and make all kinds of weird postures or positions or faces, and I don't want that to be captured on camera because I don't think it captures the essence of what I'm doing, and I also think it relegates me to a very simplistic medium and I don't mean to say that photography is a simplistic art but I think if you're saying that you could photograph someone every day or in every situation and capture what they're doing I think that's really reductive and it's just sort of sad to me to see how frequently people use sites like Instagram or Facebook to index these kinds of things I don't need to see 27 pictures of you at a party I understand you went to that party and wanted to connect yourself to the faces of various other people at that party, I understand that. And I think the only real purpose in a lot of that is this falsified sense of celebrity that you know other people could and may be viewing your photos, that you're sort of sharing your achievements, socially speaking or otherwise with other people. And I'm all for being proud of what you're doing, but I think there comes a point, and at least to me, maybe because I'm too cynical, on social media where it's all you see. People are posting their achievements. No one's posting shameful, photographs but I don't want to get too much into social media specifically with photography no one's posting their embarrassing outfits their mishaps that, that were caught on camera because it's not something people share and I think it's very interesting that we are willing and I say we because I'm sure I've done it in the past and can't recall but we photograph other people's mishaps other people's awkward situations and we're willing to share them and I think that's detrimental because we don't share our own worst mishaps. We share our own successes when it comes to photographs and you know beautiful cakes that we've baked or other wonderful creations we've made. Plenty of people, I'm sure, have photographed their own art and posted it on Instagram for the sake of public appraisal and public approval. And I think it's a bit sad that we, we find the need for that audience, but we'll come back to that.
1: You know, one thing that bugs the heck out of me is the fact that i see some people instagramming rather i see a lot of people curating this very perfect looking life for themselves through these photographs that they take they take a lot of photographs they probably spend quite a bit of time thinking about the filter they're going to put on top of it and the caption that they're going to put underneath it to garner the most likes and you know i don't want to be cynical i don't want to say that every single person who
0: I've already touched upon cynicism. I think you're completely immune in comparison yeah, yeah. to what I've had to say.
1: It doesn't bother me so much to see people Instagramming these little perfect, pretty, picturesque moments in their life. It's to see the comments that come underneath it where you get this strange mini celebrity worship or mini you know, Instagram worship of very short phrases of OMG. Or nowadays I see the... The symbol that means it's a little exponent symbol. It's like an arrow pointing up. Yeah. It's it's basically a symbol. It looks like an, an A without the line and like going through it. But I see people posting that underneath a comment to suggest I agree with the comment written right above me. It, so you know, there's a lot of laziness that comes out of it. But also these these aren't the lives of these people and it it gets scary when I, I see there are a few uh accounts that are made by people who are who like to take a lot of selfies, like to take a lot of photographs of themselves specifically. And I think that there might be, I don't wanna do a a dichotomy, I think there might be many different kinds of people who use Instagram or other photo sharing websites in different ways. But in a general, in a very broad sense, I realize and I, I experience that there are some people who love posting photographs of themselves doing things and others who, like posting photographs of things they've done or things that they've experienced or things that they've witnessed. And sticking to the people who use Instagram or other photo sharing websites to show themselves, what's the scariest thing for me is not that they're posting or curating this perfect life for themselves through this account. It's that people look at this life, probably young people who haven't really left their homes that often, and think that these photographs are the entirety of this person's life, that think that this person lives a perfect life on the opposite end of that, I've witnessed people being very cruelly mocked through Instagram or social media websites, showing photographs and having people openly making fun of the way they look, of the way they dress, of their posture. And I, I think it, it's strange and I think it's it's harmful, but I want to touch upon this idea that you you kind of touched upon yourself, that some people invest a lot of time on these virtual lives that, they have and less so on their own life. You see them looking gorgeous in their photographs that they posted an hour before but when you see them an hour later they're exhausted and moppy looking or you know they look human but you realize then or I realized how curated and how false these images are and it's made me very bitter embittered and also just cynical towards these photo sharing websites because it all just seems so fake
0: understandably so and we are going to touch upon some of the positives of sites such as instagram in a moment because there are some we don't want to come off as purely cynical people but
1: i love playing bad cop
0: <laughs> but i do want to go back to what you said about the curated lives and how impressionable people can be because we're very visual creatures it's no secret that yeah. humans Base a lot of our knowledge of the world, a lot of our decisions on what we see and what we observe visually. And I think it's dangerous that sites like Instagram have become so popular and so visually oriented because filters are used. And that's no metaphor. Filters are used for numerous photos that go up on Instagram. I would argue, as little as I know about Instagram, probably 90 plus percent of photos have at least one filter on them. Although I don't know entirely how it works, can you apply multiple filters on a photo?
1: You could, but you'd need to use an outside program. Okay. Um, for example, there's one program called Afterlight, which allows you to do some fixing up and brushing up of the photograph beforehand.
0: Okay, but just the idea that people use filters, we're not sharing raw lives, and I think our eyes forget that. Mentally, we're aware that people are applying filters to make that sunset look even better and to make that blush just really pop but I think it's obvious that it's not real and it's frightening because I don't think we're always capable of discerning what is and is not real and so that's another issue that I have with Instagram but it's also important in order to get back to the reality and then later the positives do we participate in Instagram culture and in sort of that idea and I want to go first to you what do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've participated in this Instagram culture. I've shown snippets of my life. Usually it's when I see a building. I've tried to give myself themes to photograph. I try to keep this thread going with all the photographs that I take. For example, I once took a photograph, one of my first photographs is of my old high school, and I just flipped it completely upside down so that the top of the building is facing downward. And I really liked the aesthetic and I really liked the look of that. So I ended up copying that same theme. And when I was in Italy, I took a lot of pictures of, you know, churches and would flip them around and just made this upside down, beautiful building series. But yeah, I like to take photographs of things that I think are beautiful, of skies and of other things that are nice. I also, when I am, I, I think it's when I'm most bored, <laughs> and you know, I hate to say that I'm bored at times, but I think when I'm most bored, I take selfies. You know, there is this very real desire to get that dopamine rush that comes with likes and comments. And it's really strange. It, it's, it connects to Facebook, it connects to all these other websites, even connects to modern video games which have achievement systems in that humans get a, a small chemical rush of air excitement or something from having a photograph looked at and in the most, you know, real way. It's the most clear way of saying, hey, somebody looked at this photograph. It's when somebody likes it. Or when somebody comments on it, it's even better because there's some, you know, meat and some more connection that can be made. And after saying that, it makes me think that Instagramming and Facebooking, all these social media platforms have shown themselves to be ways in which people say, please reach out to me, please communicate with me. I desire connection. It could be negative, it could be positive, but I think it just shows a very human side of us that people desire connection. And so even if you see, like I think I mentioned her before where everybody's on their phone, but there is this desire to have a connection with somebody, be it like, be it something. And there is this very animalistic sense of, you know, you're literally getting a chemical rush inside your brain that says, ooh, this feels good. Somebody liked your photograph. Somebody enjoyed the content that you put out. And it feels nice, it feels good. I'm sure there's a lot more that can be said about that, but I have certainly participated in this culture. I also, just to, to finish off, I take breaks from it. I, I <laughs> stopped using the application for a long time. I also stopped using Facebook for a long time because I wanted to have more human connection, or at least that's what I told myself I desired more human connection, I desired to at least take away this temptation of going for this easy, you know, dopamine rush and going for the real thing and saying, hey, let's let's have a conversation, let's you and I talk, especially when it's scary. Because, you know, it can be intimidating to talk to somebody sometimes. It can be intimidating to go up to somebody in real life and say, hey, let's have a conversation. But it's much more satisfying. And it brings me back to this idea that, you know, we are the first ones, we are the, the test rats, we are the gerbils in this massive experiment, this massive technology experiment of social media and smartphones, computers in our pockets, and Instagramming is just one part of it and there are positives and negatives to it and we can go further into that in a little bit but I think it's good to be aware that this is a new thing and that we are the first ones to use it. So I think any social media platform should be used with caution. It should be used with awareness. In the very least, a parent or a colleague or a friend or a teacher should say, you know, watch out because this is a new thing, but you are putting out your information. You are putting out your own original content. And that might matter to you in the future in a way that you don't realize it now.
0: Yeah, definitely. I also believe that at times I've probably participated in Instagram culture, although I will say that I've been critical, I think, for a long time, and so I think I have held back in a lot of ways. I think I I post statuses on Facebook far less frequently than I could. I don't share too many thoughts, or I try not to share too many thoughts unless they're really pressing. I very rarely take photos that I post on Facebook because I am self-conscious. Because you see all these very well-done people in the sense that they are careful of how they look, and they're cautious, and they are aware of their own aesthetics, and they're grooming themselves to to get that image to be what they want it to be. And I don't feel like I compare necessarily or don't feel like I have the time to invest in also making myself look like that on the internet. But I do think it's important to touch upon the origins of the Instagramming culture. So I guess I would start with you and ask where you think it comes from.
1: So my first memories of putting up content, content on my computer to the internet, stemmed from MySpace. And I remember having a MySpace profile when I was a teenager, 14, 15 years old. You know, I I brought up how we're really the test rats for this. You know, we were, I remember being kind of a test young person for this because I went on MySpace, didn't really understand it, put up a photograph of myself, but I realized that there were a lot of people, back then you, there was a lot of, uh, there was the top eight friends and... The number of friends you had was posted pretty prominently on your page. And some people really stylized their page to, quote unquote, match their personality or match who they were. But I remember feeling not good. (laughs) I always felt not cute enough relative to others on uh, MySpace who had, you know, there was the scene style, big hair. and a lot of makeup and alternative rock music. And I never was like that. But I remember, you know, there was nobody saying, hey, don't look at this, this isn't reality. I would, you know, go on and just look at people's pages and say, hey, what what does this person have that I don't have? And I think it's because I have those memories of being a 14-year-old with MySpace and feeling those feelings of I'm not as cool. I'm not as cute. I'm not as handsome. I'm not as interesting. Just because of this curated life. That's why I get so scared about Instagram and Facebook to young people nowadays, because they're going onto these platforms at a much younger age, at an age where they're much more moldable and much more um, fragile. And you know that that's going to determine who they are for the rest of their lives, or at least that's going to be a part of them for the rest of their lives. So. I guess again, I, I just want to you know <laughs> remind people to be cautious of of these platforms because there are ways to or it is possible to feel lesser as a result of viewing these platforms. But yeah, I think it, it's I, again I going back to these origins and and to my memory of the origins of this kind of Instagramming culture through my experience with MySpace. I think should just serve as a reminder and as a caution to people, especially older adults if you have children or maybe if you have cousins or something, to be wary of them and to tell them that maybe you do know a little bit more because these platforms do have the potential to hurt. I know, I experienced it myself and I don't know if you ever felt you know hurt as a result of this internet culture but I can only imagine it being exponentially more painful Uh, because the content is so much more easily put out there. Back when I was 14, I had to take a picture with a camera, upload the photograph onto my computer, and then upload it to Myspace. Now you can just do it in just a couple of button clicks. It's so easy to abuse the ease of putting out content, and also it's easy for people to abuse their anonymity on the internet.
0: Definitely. So before we close, I do want to talk about a few of the positives of the culture because I think it has some benefits. I agree with you about the the caution and reminding people that it's not reality that they're looking at. Often people are filtering and choosing what to upload. But I think there are some benefits. I think as long as you're aware that it is an altered reality or it is a lens through which some people are viewing reality, you get to be with people in a sense. You get to see what they're seeing to a degree you get to notice what they're paying attention to. And I think that's also really important that in a sense, you do learn about people through their social media accounts, especially photographically speaking, you can see where they are. And you're sort of reminded if they've gotten new haircuts since last you've seen them, you can sort of see, generally speaking, what they look like. And it's, it can be an interesting means of keeping in touch with people and following them visually, as long as you're aware of that sort of disclaimer that things can be altered, things are not necessarily the same. But do you think of any positives when I mention Instagram culture?
1: Well, yeah. I I see you know, and here's a topic that we could talk about. In Hong Kong, there's this Occupy Central movement. And I think that applications like Instagram or Facebook are excellent ways of getting a message out there and getting a clear message out there. It's, it's almost miraculous. Now we live in an age where One person can put out a message and millions can hear it and millions can respond to this. And one thing that's been awe-inspiring about this movement has been you know, how peaceful it has been. And I think that a huge part of that has been that in all these other protests that have been going on in the past few years, be it Occupy Wall Street, the Arab Spring, the Occupy movement that happened in Turkey recently, there's a lot more knowledge going around globally about how to protest or how to peacefully dissent with a government. And I think it's a very positive thing to be able to show, look, look how peaceful we're being. Look how we are asking for change. We're asking for it in a way that doesn't harm others. And I think that's a great thing. I think it's a great thing. And it, you know, it is freaky because Hong Kong, if I'm not mistaken, blocked Instagram. There was another application that came out that allowed people to text one another through Bluetooth activation, which is kind of a lesser technology relative to Wi-Fi or Internet, and yet wasn't blockable and has become this means of communicating. So. I think a positive is that when used in you know large groups, it can get a message across. It can be beneficial for a movement, and I think that will be important in the future. I think social media will be the platform from which large, global, or national change will, in part, come from, and I think that's a really amazing thing, and I think that's a really you know that's a wonderful thing about the technology that exists now.
0: As a visual medium, I completely agree. It's definitely powerful Mm -hmm. and can spread a message very quickly. You're absolutely right. So to our listeners, what do you think? Are you Instagram users? When did you begin using Instagram?
1: How do you define Instagram culture yourself?
0: Right. Are you an Instagram user yourself? Do you enjoy the site? Do you have criticisms of it? Do you think that we made good points or do you disagree with us? Please let us know. We want to hear what you think. Of course, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes, and if you did not enjoy this episode, which we also understand, our review is still accepted and welcome. We want to hear what you think. Always, please feel free to reach out to us and get in touch. We want this to be a conversation among, not a conversation between.
1: We are on Facebook as Stride and Saunter, on Twitter as Stride Saunter. that's N, not and. We can be reached at strideandsaunter at gmail.com. And finally, please visit our website, strideandsaunter.com. There we have surveys and other content that we hope you, the listeners, will be able to participate in. We want your take, so please write in.
0: So as always, in closing, from thought to word and voice to ear, this is Kip Clark signing off.
1: And this is Hector Marrero. Always think before you photograph.